During this episode, Chloe Leibowitz is the first person to be interviewed on the Business Nest Natters podcast. So hang in there with me as it's a new podcast. The tech is a little bit glitchy to start with and there's a slight bit of interference, but as you get a few minutes in, the audio improves and it will be well worth your wait in listening. Chloe shares with us her journey from being a nutritionist to becoming a coach and the examples of what she's been doing for retreats and what she's got coming up for 2024. Trust me, this episode is full of golden nuggets and I've loved interviewing and working with Chloe also in 2023. I'm excited to be going along to her retreat in January and if you are interested, she still has spaces if you want to book and there is a link in the show notes. Happy listening. Hello everyone and welcome to Business Nest Natters, the podcast where we cozy up, share some entrepreneurial wisdom and take a deep dive into the inspiring journeys of small business owners. I'm your host, Robin, the founder of Robin's Nest Cafes and The Business Nest, and I'm thrilled to have you here with me today listening. Welcome, Chloe. You are my first guest to have on the podcast, Business Nest Matters. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your afternoon to chat to me and share some of your wisdom and inspiration with some other entrepreneurs around and that are listening. Um, So, Chloe, in your own words, because some people listening today may not have a clue who you are or they might know lots about you. So please, could you introduce yourself um, for me and tell me a bit about what you do? Sure. Well, hi. Thank you for having me. It's an honour to be your first guest. So nice. Um, so my name is Chloe Leibowitz and my business is Chloe Leibowitz Coaching. So um, everyone hears the word coaching all the time. I am a life coach and I focus on working with women. I A lot of my clients will be women in midlife. So I work a lot around building self-awareness, building self-belief and confidence helping women get excited about life again, um, kind of refine their identity, their purpose, their passions in life, and overcome blocks and hurdles that are getting in their way. So they're often very stuck and don't know how to move, don't know what it is they actually want, there's a lot of discovery that goes on in the sessions. Mm. So, so Chloe, how long have you been coaching for? I have been coaching for coming up six years. Um, wow. So a long time uh, and my business has gone through different variations. I very much started in the well-being space because prior to training as a life coach, I trained as a nutritional therapist. Okay, I didn't know that about you. <laughs> yeah, that was following a personal journey with my health and quite a large weight loss when I was yeah. in my mid-20s after I had my son, who's now 21. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a knee jerk. It was one of those things that as a coach now, I understand that it's best that we come to our, um, that we work things out in our own way, make decisions mm. based on our values and what we really feel other than the suggestions of others, which is where people often get muddled because they'll have friends who say, oh, you should do this. Or if I were you, I would do this. And people will often base their decisions on that when it's not really coming from, they're not really tapping in what's going to light them up or make them happy. So it was one of those situations. People were like, oh, well, you've just done all of this. You should train nutrition. You can help other people. I was like, yeah, I'm young. <laughs> I was kind of, I was kind of like exploring and I didn't want to go back to working in an office. So yeah. once I found once I qualified as a nutritional therapist, 
months when I was working a lot with people who wanted to lose weight. Um, it was even in those days when I was in my 20s, a lot of women in those kind of mid years who were a little bit lost. And mm. when I look back now, I'm like, they were definitely menopausal. They found it harder to deal with weight and things like that. But I would yeah. spend literally, I'd have a client for an hour and I would spend like two hours with them and I wouldn't really be talking about the food I'd be trying to find out what else was going on in life like why is this happening? oh wow what so I had this I had this just inbuilt desire just to find out and to be able to help at a deeper level um, yeah so at that point I trained a coach which I loved um yeah and then yeah because very much on well-being in the early days and then I've kind of weaved in and out of different things and um have always kept that eye on well-being it's such a big part of the puzzle for everybody um mm -hmm. so yeah so 16 years wow i mean i'm sure your nutritional background must really benefit you in other aspects even when you're coaching clients to sort of if, if they're discussing other things with you sort of might trigger thoughts of well have they considered this and that about not just one element of their lifestyle but um other elements and what they're eating also too yeah, definitely. And I'm always, I'm always reading and learning and I have lots of um, friends and uh, people collaborate with on things who are also in that kind of being space. So um, I'll often pick up on things where I can see that certain, and I know this just with myself and just watching people, if you don't look after yourself, whether that's what you're eating or if you're moving your body or not, or um, yeah. if you're having downtime or you're getting sleep, whatever it is, it throws everything else off and we just we just don't function well so I know when I'm doing that and if I don't if I don't commit to doing my walks doing my exercise if I'm eating a bit rubbish everything's mm. off everything's off yeah so, yeah so it's always a good place to look oh and um, so you were telling us about how you focus on working with women in their midlife mm. and I would love to hear why you have decided to make them your niche well so um Sometimes I will get women outside of that bracket. So I kind of, I kind of love working with women. So women is my thing. Um, I think mm -hmm. just, you know, I'm a woman. We connect. I've got all my own <laughs> yeah. experiences. And um, yeah, I mean, there's a big part of these, I think, with there's so many coaches out there. And I think it's a lot about the connection and the mm -hmm. feeling that you get um, because it's a trusting relationship. So generally people share a lot when they're working with a coach. So it's that yeah. trusting relationship. In terms of women in midlife, so I am 46 years old. Um, I've got two kids. I've got three stepkids. I have for the past nearly 13 years been, been juggling life with my kids here, there and everywhere, you know, one time or another. Mm -hmm. So I've experienced a lot of stuff in that time. And a couple of years ago, for me, I really hit the perimenopausal phase. I had a lot of stuff happen. Um, I had stuff happened with my children that needed attention sort of teenagers but yeah. also my parents so this whole sandwich generation thing my dad got really well and had to actually home and he's really young um my mom lost her husband and I ended up having a back surgery which was really random so I had a lot of stuff come up at the same time I was also yeah. at that point working business with business partner which I had fallen out of love with and I didn't want to do anymore but I didn't really want to have to acknowledge that and I didn't want to impact her or that whole conversation um, so a lot yeah. of things that I will help my clients navigate and in 
just felt like I dropped into this whole different place of life and it's more challenging mm. and when all your hormones shift you don't understand what's going on with your body or it's not reliable like it was through that time for me I had to make big decisions changes yeah. I had to prioritize myself so I had to make lots of difficult decisions for myself and had to focus in a lot more on my um health my self-care address the health issues you know see a doctor about the hormones but also yeah. um I got help you know I invested in myself and got help from a therapist from a coach um and have continued to do those things ongoing because they really do help life a lot easier or help you break down the challenges so I relate well to women who are going through that stuff I understand where they're at I understand the juggle I understand you know the hard things and I'm very passionate about helping other women break through those barriers because you can often feel like it's kind of all crap and too yeah. hard and there's too much and you don't know where to focus and yeah I it's, it's really a, a great feeling to connect with other women like that and be able to help them just through the, the questioning and, and holding the space for them and giving them the opportunity to uh, uh, kind of download it all and uncover things and help them find a path forward and find yeah um, some renewed energy in their life. Wow. I mean, that that's so much there that, that obviously happened to you in that stage of, of midlife yourself. And yeah. I think that's amazing that through coaching that helps you break through the other side. Um, did you start your being a coach yourself after you'd gone through all of that? Or is that during the process? Or were you already doing it? Um, so I think when I like when I first started being a coach, like 16 years ago, that yeah. was... I hadn't experienced a lot of the stuff that I've experienced now. I mean, I literally, when I started my training, I just had my daughter who's now 18. Yeah. Um, so I think at that point I was, I had a lot less knowledge, a lot less experience. And then I went through a lot of stuff in my life. And, you know, I went, I experienced a divorce. I experienced mm -hmm. then um, that kind of being being on my own with my kids, meeting someone new. At suddenly having like five kids and juggling all of this I had a period yeah. of time <laughs> I had a period of time where I stepped away from the coaching for a couple of years because I wasn't in the right space I was going through okay. all of that stuff so you know yeah. learning to have that sort of self-awareness and got to be in the right space to do the coaching and to hold things for other people because you can't be triggering your own stuff and bringing that up in yeah that's you know, so true sessions. um so you have to always be working. You have to always, as a coach, be working on your own healing and, and processing your own emotions and feelings and working that out so that it's not coming up when you're doing sessions because then you're not you're not going to give your clients what they need. You're not going to be in that open space for them because it's going to trigger things. Yeah. Um, so I think I have always, I have always worked on myself. I've always um if I've felt like I've had things I've needed to work through whether that is seeing a certain kind of therapist or coach I've always done that um mm -hmm. I think in the last couple of years it's kind of really been just so beneficial to do that um but I think it, yeah it's something I've always been open to and have used at different times depending on what my needs have been which have varied a lot through the years yeah and and you not only work with um clients one-to-one -one, you do other sorts of retreats and workshops as well don't you so tell me a bit more about some of those 
Yeah, so the one-to-one work, I will often work initially with clients on sort of a three-month program, and it is a lot around this self-awareness. So people often come to me and they're not sure where they want to go, but they know they've got these blocks that they need to work through. So um, that's great, kind of building that relationship with them and keeping them very accountable and moving through it. So Mm. I love doing that. Something else that's really powerful that I'm starting again in January that I've done quite often is to run group programs. So yeah. there is a lot of power in groups and women coming together they connect and bond pretty easily so they could be in all different situations and circumstances going on but the common theme is that they want something to change and they want to get more um, drive to change it and they really bounce off each other and people can pick up some kind of bit of inspiration or knowledge or something that that triggers something in them then i have recently started running retreats um so yeah. I did my first retreat day about a month ago um and that was a little bit of magic so I'm doing that again in <laughs> January and I'm excited to see where that goes and to run um residential retreats in the in the future because it really is super powerful can be very um emotional for people yeah. kind of opening up all of those thoughts and and having the opportunity and just having the time and the space of however many hours it is to actually think about themselves and think about where they're at and um yeah we had a really powerful day and I brought in other experts to do their thing and and create that whole uh, magical feeling about it um and then workshops I do different workshops at different times depending on um the time of year or what feels like the right thing to do so I have yeah. a kind of ever-changing calendar of things going on and what area do you do all of your workshops and retreats in? As in what area of life? No, what area of the country? Because we might oh. have some people listening from all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so currently, um, I've been running them in the village of Hurley in Berkshire, which is um, where I live. But I found this stunning venue. Um, and I actually went for a walk in the village this morning with the lady who owns the house. So it's actually her home, but it is... Oh, wow really beautifully done and she has kind of opened up the space to hire out as an as an event space um so we use her beautiful huge table for um the kind of coaching part and um then we've got this big living space where i had my um breathwork expert rachel whitehead come in to session and she just has all these gorgeous little areas and she has this stunning garden with hanging chairs in the trees and just a lot of space for people to spread out and get some reflective time so it can prove to be quite emotional kind of opening up in that way so it's nice to be able to retreat as well and get a bit of space on your own with your thoughts and then I get to go around and give everybody a little bit of individual attention to just see what's coming up for them and guide them a bit with that um so that's where I'm doing them at the moment the plan in the future is to do some residential retreats here but also abroad um yes (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure exactly where and in the future I would love to do some out in the states ideally in Arizona it's very um spiritual feeling it's gorgeous place so yeah Yeah. well I'm booked on for your retreat in Hurley which I'm very much looking forward to but any excuse to also jump on a jet to go to California (laughs) I think I will be there for (laughs) pulling me up (laughs) I have to say, 
at the last retreat, one of the attendees, we were talking about the retreats and, and a lot of people said, well, could you do a longer one? I'd really like to do one yeah. where I've got more time. Um, and then I was talking about doing them abroad and I talked about the Arizona one and one of the yeah. ladies actually put on her vision board, which we, we do create in a just a short session on the day, um, we put Arizona and a suitcase and the word retreat. She's like, I'm coming whenever it oh is. Oh my coming. God. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that should be on your own vision board, <laughs> especially now that it's on someone else's. You've got to make that. Oh, it's come on. Wow. It's already on mine. Yeah. That's, that sounds really, really incredible. And the feedback that I heard from the first retreat you ran and from some of the other local small business owners in the area was incredible. Um, but, but they're not just exclusive to small business owners. It just happened to be those were the people that I was chatting to that I know in my circle. But it's relevant to anyone, isn't it, at any stage in their life, really? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And the beauty of it is that um, people can focus on whatever they want to. So, you know, we, we do a good breakdown on the day of the different areas, but people will always have a different need of what they want to focus on. But that's the beauty of it. You can focus on whatever you want. Yeah. Um, do you think it's a good introduction to coaching if someone sat on the fence as to whether they're not sure whether they want to make that investment? Would that be something you'd recommend they do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it definitely, it's an eye opener for people. And I think for some of the people who have already been on the retreats, they it has been there like oh wow this is one of the ladies who came on the first one her feedback was this was a really profound experience and I knew that I needed to to change things I just didn't realize how much and I'm yeah. working with her um, on a one-to-one -one basis so yeah it is a great opportunity because as you say it's an investment to work with a coach um, and sometimes people are not sure. So I think, as I said, you need to make sure you've got that great connection and that you um, really feel you can work with that person. So yeah. it, it is a great opportunity for people to just see a bit more of that person and feel if it works for them. Yeah. And so, Chloe, I guess and women come and work with you because they are facing certain challenges in their life or they're in that state of everything just feels like a challenge. So I'd love to you to tell me a bit more now about uh, some a challenge or some challenges that you've faced as a business owner and working for yourself, being self-employed as a coach along your journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Where shall I start? Um, <laughs> that <okay>. many. <laughs> Yeah, because I think it is like, it's always a constant journey, right? It's not, we don't get to a destination mm. where, oh, I've got it all sorted now. Everything's great. And I know where I'm going and I'm doing all of this. And it's, I just don't think life happens like that. I think it's a constant mm. journey and that you're always learning. And I think something I used to do that I have, I really feel like I've left it behind actually and learnt that that is really destructive and a really bad thing to do is comparison. Mm -hmm. And I think people do that a lot. I think they compare themselves to others. And when you're in a space, like, I think whatever it is, actually, there's always other people doing what you do. And you have yeah. to understand that you're completely unique. You do it always in your own way. And there are always people out there who are going to love your way of doing it. And yeah. comparing yourself to others is terrible. And, and uh, someone said to me, fairly recently in the last few months and she was starting sort of new in the coaching space and she said who would you recommend that I follow online mm -hmm. and I was like no coaches yeah 
because it just does breed that feeling of comparison. I'm not good enough. Oh, shit. And that person seems like they've got it all going on. And that's very deceptive because, mm-hmm. you know, they'll be doing their thing on social media. It doesn't necessarily mean that it is the right way to 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 do it or that oh, so what true. you're seeing is actually the reality so and it yeah. just throws you off track and I used to do that definitely used to do that it would really throw me off track and make me feel low um so I think I have learned to um just just trust myself and believe in myself and know that if I am just my authentic self my people are kind of drawn to that energy um yeah so that's definitely been a big learning I think I think that's such an important thing and, and a tip for anyone listening who suffers with a case of comparisonitis, especially when it comes to social media, is that if you don't even want to um, unfollow them because you're worried that they might notice, though they're really not going to notice because you go to all their followers all the time, you can just restrict their profile so you can remain following them, but you can just restrict the content that you see. And, yeah. and I myself have done that because I will go online and find myself being triggered by something so petty. And I think, why on earth am I bothered about this? Yeah, absolutely. But absolutely. Right. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. So how do you manage to stay passionate about what you do when you are in those or in a challenging phase? Or I know many of us obviously struggle through COVID as business owners. Mm. How do you manage to remain passionate? Um, well, I mean, I had a moment um, probably, well, when I came out of the of the business I was running before, I yeah. I had a moment where I just I'd kind of lost my I'd lost my sparkle about it all and I'd lost mm-hmm. I'd lost my voice a bit and I'd, I'd I'd come away from doing things the way that really felt authentic and and good to me and it really made me question if I should carry on doing it or if I had the drive to carry on doing it um, yeah but I think you have to listen yourself and you have to listen to your gut and listen to your instincts and sometimes give yourself time because I did end up taking a little break for a few months um I had a bit of time out and I can only describe it as at one point I felt ready to walk away from it all and kind of you know the hustle and stuff of running a business and doing all of that and driving it all the time and I felt I felt tired yeah Um, so I did allow myself I gave myself permission to retreat and just do some other things for a few months and it was like just kind of crept back up again and I think things just kicked off again quite um by themselves I I Mm. just a couple of things happened that made me think oh I do love this and I actually shared I shared something on Instagram at the time when I was thinking about well maybe I feel like doing it again and it kind of accidental I don't know how it did it because I'm always sharing things on Instagram and at that time they didn't feed through to Facebook and they, they, it did for some mm-hmm. reason and I had a lot of um messages from people saying I've missed your stuff so much I love when yeah. you post things like this and it just reminded me it reminded me of why I love doing it and that it does make a difference and I don't know it reignited the passion for me and that has really driven me to kind of something I talk about a lot of people is like stepping into your power and allowing yourself to kind of be in that zone and I feel like that really allowed me to to do that again and open up the possibilities so Mm. yeah I think it's I think it's letting yourself know it's okay if you kind of go off it a bit sometimes Mm. you can listen to that and maybe you just need to recharge or 
you know work out what that's all about so obviously yeah. I did take the steps to do that um but have now, you got any tips for anyone that that struggle would struggle with that sort of I guess it was it was an easy break for you because you'd come out of one business so you can take that gap in between going into another one mm. for people that have found themselves in that state of burnout really essentially is what it is where that where that flame has gone out yeah but they can't close the doors on their business do you have a, a tip for them at all as to how they can find a way to reignite themselves without shutting down their business um I think try and find the right support and and people around you to lift you up. I don't I don't know about you. Obviously, your business is very like people focused. Yeah, but I think doing something like coaching or um, a business where you spend a lot of time on your own doing the yeah. behind the scenes stuff, you know, that can be the real grind, like doing the things, mm. not the thing that you're passionate about. It's not the stuff that you imagined you'd be doing running a business. And yeah. I found this year going out and meet, you know, coming to great networking things like your groups um i found some really lovely groups of people this year and not seeing it as a scary like oh i've got to go out and like network and do this and sell myself just as yeah. a social opportunity to go and meet people and just be who you are and be lifted up a bit by those things listen to things listen to podcasts listen to read books things that help you kind of learn and grow do the self-care things get outside go for a walk be in nature do mm -hmm. some exercise call a friend and have a chat laugh smile dance around and be stupid i think you can get really stagnant and stuck if you're just i have to grind away all day behind my laptop and do all this stuff yeah. i don't really like doing so whether it's surrounding yourself with the right people and lifting your energy whether it's getting some help and if you can farm out some of the stuff you don't like doing or um if you need to work with a coach or work with a therapist or work through the things that are going on for you and see yeah. if you can shift and change those but sitting with it on your own and going over and over it not helpful yeah I think I mean I heard you really there touch on the points that you actually said focus on doing these things getting out doing exercise see your friends have a laugh there they always seem to be the first things that get neglected always the things that are dropped yeah, absolutely. We always do that. If we're, if we're stressed, if we're challenged, what we need is more of the self-care. What we do most times in practice is we kick out all the self-care. Haven't got time for that. Haven't got time for that. But then we can go lower and lower down. Yeah. Um, and now, Chloe, I know you also like to try and uh, connect with your clients through your Monday emails, your Monday mojo emails. Um, so tell me a bit about how that came about and, and where you find the inspiration to write those, because they contain so many golden gems. I don't know how you come up with that every week. Well, thanks. Um, actually, the reason I started doing those is I was, um, I'll see a lot of people who are like, oh, I love the stuff. I love your videos on Instagram. I love this. That's really inspiring, blah, blah. And then there were people who were, a few people were like, oh, I haven't seen any of your stuff on Instagram lately. And because, you know, the old algorithms and all that kind yeah. of stuff. People sometimes don't see it. So um, I knew I wanted to connect with people, not just relying on social media and to be able to kind of, give them that boost and as you just said if you know Monday mornings can be a bit of a like oh Monday morning again so it's a nice mm -hmm. time to receive a little boost of inspiration um yeah. and I, I'm kind of always talking about tips of different things and I think um because I read a lot listen to a lot coach a lot and do all of these different things all the time for me it can feel like it's kind of more um part of my routine or more obvious and I think it's 
I've learned that people love receiving those tips and reminders mm. like yes that thing I've always thought I should start doing that and I haven't done it um, yeah. so I just decided to do it as a Monday morning email and just feed through some of the stuff that I talk about on social media and that I would do with clients um, and it's really great when I get an email back saying I love your Monday emails and they make me feel really motivated and blah 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 it's great I love it. Oh, absolutely. And and I think it's a great way of, of keeping in those touch points with you'll have people on your email list that may have not been a client yet. And that keeps checking in with them and hopefully will convert them one day. Because we're always saying to people, have an email list, have an email. I'm going to quickly interrupt this episode to let you know about some of the upcoming events I have got with the Business Nest. Now, these are all in-person networking events in and around the Berkshire area. Coming up very soon on the 5th of February, we've got Joanne Bonnet, who's going to be teaching us all about Enneagram and how that's going to be able to help us thrive in our life and business and work with others better. Speed networking shortly follows on the 22nd of February, and that's going to be in Shinfield in the morning. And then on Friday, the 8th of March, we've got the big one. It's international. Women's Day and I'm super excited to be hosting it this year at Salty Olive in Wokingham. You can book tickets now for just $26.95. That includes drinks, goodie bags, breakfast spread. It's going to be a blast and we're going to be hearing from Laura Summers at that one about her participation in the government's equality roadmap. If you want to book onto any of the upcoming Business Nest events, visit businessnest.co.uk and you can book everything online. Um, Chloe, can you share any essential tools or tech or anything that has been essential for you in your business? Essential tools or tech in my business? It can be anything. It can even be down to how you book clients and the bit of tech you use for that. Mm. Um, Well, the booking of clients, I tell you, I have... um, used Calendly this year for setting up it's been really great actually because I can set up different kinds of calls with people so whether it's a coaching session or whether I'm offering people a free call or a follow-up from a workshop or a retreat or something it's such a super easy way of sending people a link and they can do the booking and not needing to do any of that back and forth of like I can do then and so that's been really nice for streamlining um but yeah otherwise I'm not terribly techie actually Um, (laughs) but that's been really great and very helpful yes but I reckon one of your tools would be nature actually you speak so much about getting outside and being out and about and the beautiful venue that you've got for your retreats that actually I feel nature's one of your serious tools under your belt yes you could we're not run your business without definitely if we're not talking about tech um then yes my my favorite tools would be definitely getting outside going for a walk it's something I've done for basically 20 years I started walking after I had Leon who's about to turn 21 and um, it got me into a really great headspace and I did literally walk for hours a day Um, but I've continued to I just walking outside the smell of the fresh air being in nature even if I can't be in proper nature and I'm walking around streets just something about being outside it's so uplifting so great for my well-being and I really notice if I don't get to do it wow um, so, Chloe, I want to come on to now ask you um, a bit about some advice that you might have received um, before from business owners and some that we can share with others. So can you have a think about what some of the best business advice you have ever received? 
best business advice I have received? And that's a deep one. Anything that shouts out at you? Oh. A conversation you've had with someone back in the day or more recently even? Um, I think probably the best advice is that I have received is not to try and do everything at once. Uh, so to kind of... Mm hone your message and I know I speak to a lot of people who get really worried about niching in their business and like oh no but if I say that I just work with this kind of person then what about all of these people and it is possible to niche so that you can really speak directly to a particular audience about a certain thing it doesn't mean that you won't get other people who who love what you talk about and it will resonate with them um and you know, you will still get those other clients. But I think that is really good advice to really hone your message and speak directly to those people you really Mm. think you can help. But also to just focus, you know, not to, I can get really easily distracted by shiny things, right? And think, oh, I'll go and do this. Oh, I'll go do that. And I'm really learning to stop doing that and just think, no, just keep focusing on this and keep building this. Um, I think that's, I think that's really good advice because there's so much out there and so much you could get distracted about. Um, yeah, that but is, yeah, that is good advice. I'm definitely a victim of that. <laughs> I like, I, I, yeah, I just get attracted by the excitement and I get carried away with it. And yes. Realise I still have 6,000 other things to do and now I've got 6,001. Yes. <laughs> and another thing, one other thing I would say actually that I have learnt a lot recently um, that I am now feeling very tuned into um is you have to pay attention to your gut feeling and if you say yes to something and you're actually not elated and you're thinking and there's a niggly feeling it's probably not right and you don't Mm. have to say yes to everything and you don't have to do things to please other people because it will take away from your shine and your authenticity and just your joy and and you need to hold on to that as much as possible so you know do things that are right for you what's been your greatest triumph then working for yourself as a coach oh uh do you know what I think it was probably trusting my instincts jumping in and doing that retreat about a month ago um really yeah yeah because I've wanted to do things like that for a long time and obviously you know we all have those sort of confidence hurdles to get over and it was really a moment where I was like wow perfect venue how will I do this? Could I pull it off in less than a month? And I just said yes. And I did it. And I trusted my gut. And the whole thing felt right. And it felt good. And it was absolutely amazing. And it's just been so exciting. And it's, it's just reminded me of all of those things, like stay in your magic, in your power, in that energy, and say yes to the right things. And it's, yeah, I think it has for me, because it's really fueled my fire to go on and do the bigger events the longer retreats um do them abroad and just because I think it is the feedback I got it's a transformational experience it holds massive power to help people shift things in their lives and that must be so rewarding for you as well knowing you've helped people on that journey and that process yeah absolutely huge so what goals are you going to smash for 2024 then definitely a my first residential retreat so that is that's going to be my my big aim um 
I've got to not do the bright, shiny objects things, but I've got a few that have been simmering away this year. I thought, no, I can't do it all at once. So I'll wait and do some of it next year. So there are a few things um, in the fire that I will be bringing to life in 2024. But definitely the residential retreat, definitely on the list. Wow. Um, So I also wanted to ask you, um, and we'll come on to my last question shortly that I'm going to ask all the guests on the podcast. But first, I wanted to find out whether you can share with our audience listening is there a book, a podcast, a resource, anything that significantly influenced you or you found really powerful on your journey that you think is worth everyone taking a look at? Yeah, I'm a bit in love with Stephen Bartlett's podcast, The Diary yeah. of the CEO. I know you like it as well. You're yeah. a fan. Um, I love his range of guests. Mm. I love his curiosity and the way he asks questions. I, I love that I can listen to one and learn something about um health a lot of health yeah stuff, that's I true love. there is a lot of health stuff on there yeah yeah and I'm, I think it does make you think about your own actions how how you're living um but I also learn a lot about business about goal setting about intentions about mm. um mindset and it's just little nuggets of wisdom and inspiration and then he's got his book which I think 33 laws of business and life have you read Um, that yet I'm halfway through I've had it for a while but I'm halfway through I Um, I listened to it as an audio book because I'm not very good at sitting down ah, and picking up a book and I did uh, I bashed that out I reckon within three or four days yeah I found that really yeah really really fascinating and I recommend that to everyone I think it's a lot of again I love learning things and a lot of it was the psychology in it um yeah and it's really accessible and like Mm. bite-sized um so I think things that I have listened to and learned from that have been pivotal for me and have helped me just make certain changes or you know, like I said about just going for the retreat, just just building that um, self-belief and confidence to take action. So, yeah, mm. I think I always learn something and can just whiz through and find something really relevant. And yeah, so that Absolutely. is definitely a great one. Yeah, And that was one of my reasons for wanting to start this podcast, because I listen to them all the time and I will listen to people be guests on podcasts who haven't got a clue who they are. Mm. But still, in most episodes I, I listen to, I'll take at least one thing away from it that I've learned or has made me think about something that day yes. that influenced me. And, and I thought, well, we've got all these amazing people and I'm surrounded with all these people that come to my networking events that have all taken such incredible leaps in their business journeys yeah. um, that share their stories and find out why they do it, what makes them tick and, and what wisdom have they come across along the way that can help others yeah. around them. I think that's a great idea because I do often think when I listen to the podcast, it is often people who, um, you know, some of them are celebrities or live a particular kind of lifestyle. And I think mm. it is really interesting to learn from normal people around you who exactly, are yeah. having that similar kind of journey and challenges. And nice that I, I know they try and touch on the fact that all these people started out as just your everyday person that lived on the same street and the set yeah. middle. they've come from nothing and they've built themselves into Joe Malone, but still <laughs> Joe Malone now is not relatable to you and I. Um, exactly, exactly. Just, just away. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh. Um, so if you could give one piece of advice to aspiring entrepreneurs, what would it be? One piece of advice to aspiring entrepreneurs would be to get really clear about what you want, what you're good at, 
and kind of create that create that vision of what you want as much as possible so that it can you know know why you're doing it and let that motivate you to keep going because you know motivation can really desert you at times and then it's you you've got to find the techniques to drive yourself forward but if you know why you're doing it what your motivating factors are yeah it is much more helpful so be really clear about it and to compare yourself to other people as I said don't earlier yourself and put it on a vision board <laughs> yeah put it on a vision board but don't just put it on a vision board and think that looks nice you know understand why you've done that and why mm-hmm. why do you because people will guaranteed always say when things get difficult I don't even know why I'm doing like why am I doing this people say that so often why am I even doing this so you mm. have to understand why you're doing it if you're doing it like you know because you hate working for someone else and you want the flexibility to be able to be with your family or whatever it is remember that and use that as the driver to force you to get over your procrastination or um you know to to step up and put yourself out there and do the things um but comparing yourself to others can tear it all down so don't do that and I'm sure you'll agree that driver has got to be your own authentic driver you can't let someone else say to you do it for your mm-hmm. family because unless you truly feel that it still won't drive you and motivate you yeah um, absolutely absolutely so you've got to you've got to uncover it for yourself it's like I said about me training as a nutritional therapist because people yeah. were like oh you should do that because you just lost loads of weight and you'd be really good at it oh okay yeah. then but it wasn't what I wanted to do really yeah. I, did, I just I, I didn't have that awareness at the time and yeah. so it was never my passion and it wasn't enough of a of a driver for me to do that so it's mm. you discovering what your drivers are Oh, wow, Chloe, that's been amazing. Thank you. And um, now, if people want to connect with you, how can they do that? Uh, so I, uh, my website is chloelebowitz.com. And I am on Instagram and Facebook as Chloe Lebowitz. I know it's a funny name to find. <laughs> I know. It's linked, so it's easy. Yes, <laughs> yes. Bit of a tricky one, but it's memorable. Um, and on my website is everything from my um services of the one-to-one coaching the group coaching there's my events on there with my retreat links and on instagram i just aim to deliver tips and inspiration and share a bit about um my life and my business and all of that kind of thing so i'd love to see any new people on there and have chats absolutely um and i know you've got that first retreat in 2024 is in january mid-january so i'll try and make sure this episode goes out by then so if there is any remaining spots that you're listening and you want to go then do go and check out if you're not too far away from hurley um or if you're somewhere else in the world or the country then keep an eye out for the retreat abroad exactly (laughs) which will be coming up soon oh chloe thank you so much i appreciate your time it's been a pleasure talking to you and thank you for being so open with us all today Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank Thanks so much for listening to this episode with Chloe Leibowitz. As always, if you want to meet her in person, I can guarantee she'll be at some of my 2024 networking events and we have got plenty of those lined up for you. If you are interested in joining, they're all pay as you go and you can book any of the upcoming events at thebusinessnest.co.uk. There'll be a link in the show notes. We've got plenty coming up. Enneagram specialist, speed networking, international women's day celebrations and laptops and lattes co-working. I hope to see you at one of them very soon.